Fit for Life Radio, episode 90. We're getting close to that hundy. Mm. Summer 2021. We out here. We out here. You just got back from Aruba. Vacay, baby. Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. Bermuda. Bahamas. <laughs> Come on, pretty mama. That's it. Key Largo. <laughs> I could go Montego. all day. Montego? I don't know it after that, though. Baby, why don't we go? <laughs> but yeah, we just, we just got back. It was, it was dope, man. A lot of sun. The sun was almost too bright for my white body. So, you should have seen my brother, man. Because he, he probably doesn't even get to get out as much nah. as Nah. I'm like, yeah, I, I get a little bit more. Build up a little base. A little bit of D. I didn't really get sunburned. Like, I was good, but neither you know, did he. You know what I learned from your trip? I learned how, how soft you are. <laughs> Those pictures? I got one picture. I got to, um, let me see if I can find it. You know, you know which one it's going to nah, be? Nah. Nah, which one is it? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Now I need to, now I need to know. I wish, uh, even though this is a podcast, we could show people pictures. Just put it in the, in the show notes, man. Where are we at? There it is. It's the best pick of the thing, dude. Come on, man. Mm. You listen to R&B music when you played that? Yeah, man. It's a picture of Will, Slow and, jams. Will and Whitney smooching in the ocean with the sun setting. You can't beat it, man. And then it's like y'all are like shadowed out. Just, so just, silhouette. Just your silhouettes. The wave is crashing. That was the pick, man. I was like, who's that guy? We paid some kid five bucks. I, was like, I, I, hope, I hope Will, Will knows it. Whitney's <laughs> out there kissing, kissing some guy in the ocean. Just some Aruban guy. Hey, you're back playing Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Mike are just gaming in the yeah. hotel room. That's why it's a silhouette. Because uh, she's like, hey, I need you to do this. <laughs> but they can't see who it is. Oh, man. Oh, man. But yeah. Aruba. Aruba. Did you kiss any dolphins? No, nah, I don't think they have dolphins there. That's yeah. There's no dolphins. I didn't really do. That. I didn't see a lot of. There's like not a lot of fish and stuff up close, dude. They have no sharks. Mm. Watch. Just, hey, yeah. wa- hey, watch. There's gonna be That's like what the a marketing pamphlet, a, a shark attack video. <laughs> but they said that uh, the sand's too fine, and it gets in their gills, Ooh. and they just die. So they don't come close to the island. Natural mm. protectant. Nature. Yeah. Well, here we go. We'll parlay this. Uh, so I'm sure from your vacation, you're feeling happy. Feel good. Feeling good. Let's talk about how people can vacation daily. Ooh. All right. A lot of times, you know, with, when we're maybe talking about weight loss and stuff, you probably feel like we're giving, we give exercise a hard time. But hey, we have a gym. We believe in exercise and movement. Because guess why? It makes us happier. It does. There are plenty of reasons you should exercise. And really, the key is, we think, you just have to separate it from weight loss and these other things that it gets tied in with and realize that we should exercise for tons of reasons. Like, just your general well-being as a person. Mm-hmm. 
And specifically, some things we wanted to talk about were how exercise makes us happier, kind of effects that it causes on our brain, state of mind. So four of them are supporting neurotransmitters, which... Like serotonin. Produces serotonin, which is the happy hormone. Boom. Like, I mean, that's literally what a lot of drugs do. Yeah. Exercise is a drug, but without all the the major cause of side effects, cocaine addiction. There you go. Um, boosting endorphins. So this is one. I think this is the one that people probably stands out the most or correlate yeah. like that runner's high. Well, it's, yeah, it's more direct, right? Like mm-hmm. it happens more in the moment for a lot of people and why they kind of chase it, which is fine. Another is reducing inflammation. So now this, this is a little trickier because it can also cause inflammation yeah. if you do too much. If you overdo it, yeah. But so uh, certain types and specifically lower intensity walking, things like that can help reduce inflammation. Uh, and then just decreasing stress, so more general. Um, again, there's lots of research linked to depression. Again, the inflammation stuff. So when you're feeling better, you get your brain feeling better, you get your body feeling better, that helps connect to maybe um, de- you know, decreasing your overall stress, right? Yeah, you're, you feel good. You just feel better about life, right? Yep. Lowest. And that's why people... You know, so many people just need their daily dose of of something, mm-hmm. you know, like how many people go run in the morning because they feel good for their whole day afterwards, Yep. you know, with and no tie to weight loss or anything like that. And, you know, at Coastal, we, we get new people. They normally are doing a month trial. They try it out for a month. And one of the coolest things is, and this is across the board, like you don't even need science studies. I guess this is our own science study. Yeah. It's crazy how many people... The thing that stands out the most, the thing that they notice after three or four weeks and they've been coming, they're like, I have more energy, which is almost seems funny because they're like, you would think, well, you're going to the gym, you're making yourself fatigued and tired. You would have less energy. You just feel way better. But the reality is that you typically, if you do it right, you know, kind of structure and monitor things well, then you actually, yeah, you get more energy. Yeah. I say like nine times out of 10, somebody says that to us. After a couple of weeks. And then like how good they feel. That's a lot of stuff happening on like a cellular level and mitochondria and things like that. If you want to geek out or, you know, we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, we can dig in. That's what's going on. But then when you guess what, when you have more energy, you're happier. Yeah. And then it parlays into other areas of your life. So the key is really just doing it consistently and regularly. You know, you have to find that balance. And that's where, yeah, it's sometimes too hard of exercise. Mm-hmm. Well, then you burn out or you hurt get yourself, hurt, can't do anything. Well, now guess what? You're not getting the benefits of movement. Yep. Yeah. It just cuts off instead of if you kept it, I don't know, a little more reasonable, then you're going to be able to do it forever. Mm-hmm. Like we are, I think we both like to take the, the brushing your teeth approach. Like it's just what you do, you know, and you do it for your own well being versus like, I need to lose all of this weight and punish myself. And it's really yeah, a mindset. It's a stressful thing. Yeah. You know, some people, like we've talked to people who maybe did exercise for the sport of it, right? Which is AKA CrossFit. Again, which is. Yeah, as a sport, it's awesome, fun. has the stuff. But a lot of people we've met and learned from, they, one of the things that they struggled with was every workout, you know, was like timed and in this event, in this competition to where they would wake up in the morning and immediately be anxious. Once they start thinking about the workout they had to do, 
right? So now it's actually making them sad and more stressful because there's too much pressure on it. Or maybe the workout's just going to be too hard and they have to almost psych yourself up to, to get through it, to get into that place that you have to get into. And, um, yeah, eventually that's going to just crack. You're just going to stop, right? Yep. You're not, in, it's, it's, you're going to quit. And then you're, again, you're not getting the benefit. So that's the catch, right? Exercise makes you happier. Well, you need to be doing it, right? Yeah. So really the better way to put it is consistent exercise or consistent movement helps make you happier. Yeah. So you have to find that balance of intensity, consistency, long-term, what can I keep up? Yeah, you know? and the, 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 the punishment-style workouts, just they're not, they're not good for it. Mm-hmm. And just, the, I guess, the, the mentality that you have going into that's not a very healthy one that you feel like you have to punish yourself or if you're not dead on the ground after a workout, then you did something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, it's a really slippery mindset to have. Yep. And, we're, you know, two times a week, max. Yeah, maybe. and it's fine. You just can't expect every workout to be that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how many of your workouts are just, like, they're good. But you leave and you're like, oh, I'm I done. I two times a week for the heart, for those kind of workouts. Hey, Dude, how, how often do you do those? The reality is I haven't, I've maybe one a yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, same. I don't, and, and I'm not saying that's the complete right approach. Honestly, it should probably be a little more, but I just don't enjoy it. And yeah, it gets, and then I just, yeah, like being consistent and want to do what I enjoy, right? Yeah. Um, but there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Yeah. You're not competing at anything. So, but there is some mental fortitude that they help build, which I black, you know? So if I was put in a certain situation, like mentally I would have, but here's the thing, I've done it before, so I can kind of go there. I don't have to practice it as much. Yeah. Um, so that's the real thing you're building with those kind of workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, those all out. That's the way I like to look at it too. Like there's maybe better ways to do it or more. And I have a hard time doing it with exercise. So with sports, I can. Same. So the reality is like if I need to go to that place, it'd be playing a sport, which then I would just play myself into shape Mm -hmm. with the sport. Yeah, it's way better. It's more engaging and more fun. And yeah, I'm the same way. So yeah, I look at exercise. That's what I want it to be. I want it to help maintain my lean, uh, a lean physique, you know, by supporting nutrition, right? So if I train really hard all the time, it makes me hungrier and makes it, makes me want to overeat and makes all that harder. I also want to be injury free. So when you start getting into states of extreme fatigue, you're raising the risk of just riskier of injury. Uh, I also, again, yeah, want low inflammation and those happy hormones. So therefore walking at a base does that, right? So then between walking, some high intensity resistance training, you know, pushing some sets hard and getting that into the spectrum and little micro that's the great thing about strength training you are pushing that high end intensity but just a set of 10 typically takes 45 seconds yep. right so it's in these small little moments of time and then you rest in between getting two three four minutes of rest and do a few more so yeah there's a f- minutes of the week where i am pushing to this max intensity via resistance training on a handful of sets and then on the other end of the spectrum, you get the walking and restorative and you're the movement that helps get the hormones going and keep the inflammation down and supports all those things. So for me, yeah, that's the balance. Now, some people may have less easy movement, more high intensity, and they can manage it. Yeah, and it works well for them. And that's cool. But, and they can be consistent with it. That's like over years and decades. 
because that's the way you want to look at it. Can I maintain this? Now, again, if you have a sport or an event that you're training for, that's the trade-off. You're saying, I'm going to use this more intensity to peak for this event. Um, but even then, you want to make sure the goal should is never, well, let me just exercise for a week or a month or three months or a year. Yeah. It's, this is a lifelong habit. Yeah. And somebody like that, they ramp it up for that. And then usually the dial turns down a little bit afterwards. Yeah. And like, it's more of like a waving up and down, but they keep that consistent over time, yeah. you know, across a year or five years. Mm-hmm. Whereas for and you, pro athletes, they'll take two months off after a season, right? Yeah. So they have these, and then the season's only a short part of the year and then there's training. So yeah, there's those peaks and valleys, you know, no, and that's the problem. For some reason, people get in the gym and they're like, I'm going to train this hard forever. No breaks year round. And it just doesn't, your body will give you a break by mm-hmm. freaking crashing and burning. Yeah. So. And you guys have to learn, like, what can you as a person handle too? Because you might want to be, you know, a CrossFit Games level athlete, but the reality is you're not. Like, if I were to train that way, I would break. I just got these little joints. You know what I mean? Like, I just, and I know recovery wise, I probably just wouldn't recover from it and wouldn't be able to do it and sustain it. And so realizing, where you're at and what you're capable of is also mm-hmm. super important because yeah. if you think you're one person, but you're not like you're going to just keep beating yourself up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're 45 years old and you got three kids and work 40 to 50 hours a week and then you're like, I want to add an exercise and movement. And I have 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour a day or three hours total a week. You probably aren't going to be able to follow a competitive athlete's plan no right so then you're scrolling on instagram and you stumble on yeah some pro athlete and then think that's the way and the reality yeah is i have to do this to get to this not. level well you don't have so, you know four hours a day to train multiple well, the guy times just a day won the crossfit games his schedule is full he's like 21 22 and he goes into the gym at eight leaves at 4 p.m this is a full-time job yeah eight to four that's a, that's a job <laughs> so that's what eight hours eight yeah, eight to four, eight hours, right? Um, which is cool. Like, yeah, that's his job. That's, that's all he has to do. Um, that's the plan, right? But for most of us, that's, that's not, not the us. reality. So you want to find the way I like to approach it if, is if I start doing something, experimenting, could I do this for five years? And, and really, five years means 50 years. But, yeah, but, but five years is enough of a chunk of time to be like, oh, heck no. You know, you can kind of like make a decision. It's a, yeah, it's a little more tangible than you know. So, yeah, years. if you're someone who's like, I'm going to start intermittent fasting and, you know, a weekend, it's just two weeks in, you're just like, this is awful. And you're thinking you need to just do it because it's some magic thing, but it doesn't feel sustainable for five years. Pick a different approach. Right? Yeah. So, same thing with your exercise. Remember, the goal for most of us, fit for life, again, we're not poo-pooing on anyone's goals. But no. hey, some people, the people, and these are the people who are talked to the least and that we want to talk to are people who are like, you know what? I just want to look good, feel good, move better. Um, and, and they need to hear that it's okay to say, just train three days a week and, yeah. walk, and walk every day. Exactly. So most people, that's a good baseline and where we find, I mean, that's, that's yeah most people can ride that out yeah i think it's where most people fall to get the benefits so um yeah if you're younger or if you're not and but you just and you can manage your stress and you can one train six days a week like you it's definitely doable yeah um now the one thing is when you train more frequently and we talked about this before you want to think of frequency and intensity 
as like this yeah, scale inverse scale thing. So if you're going to train more frequent, you need to train less intense. Um, if you want to train super intense, you need to train less, less frequently. frequently. So fine. Yeah. Where are you at on that spectrum? You know, or that's sustain that's sustainable. I thought I dropped the mic and I'm not even <laughs> holding it. it. Scared me. Uh, I wish I got that on video. You're mm. good. But yeah, like if, and, and you'll know, like, if you're training and you're like, man, I just can't recover from this, then you need to change your variable. You either need to stop training so many days per week or tune your intensity down a little bit in your workouts if you're training maybe six days a week. So, you know, you can make those decisions for yourself. And everyone usually falls in to a certain number of days a week. Like we usually train three days per week and then walk. Some people really like four. Some people love six. But you really have to figure that out for yourself and just be honest with yourself with how you feel, how you're recovering, how you're progressing, things like that. And, you know, you'll, you'll fall into something. Yeah. And you just have to be honest with yourself, right? Because some people are listening and say, well, train super hard every time is what makes me happy. But again, you have to, do you run into injuries that then make you not be able to do anything for two months at a time? You know? So are you happy during those two months? Yeah. So then the reality may be, oh, maybe if you scale back from 100 to 80, you avoid those things. And still get the same result. That's what you want, you know? So is we, we want, so you can't ignore, you can't be biased to like, no, this is what I, I have to do, want to do, love. But then the reality is it's, it hasn't been sustainable and consistent. So, and look, we, we meet with 20 new people a month. At this point, 100%, I, I won't say 100, I'll say 99. 99% of the people we meet with, this is not their first no rodeo it's not this is not their first time trying to exercise it's not their first time checking out a gym a training program literally at this point almost everyone has tried has something. tried something so and they're not where they want to be the problem is they're they haven't yet been consistent what do most people try when they do go they gear up and go all out and they want every workout to be donkey kong throw down right so and yet and then again but why are they sitting here like man i i haven't done anything for two years because they went too hard and the story burned out and we don't preach these things because we just want to be like this is our way and it's the right way it's just what we found over we yeah we mold based off of what we're seeing right what people need yeah evolve and it's like everyone goes hard burns out no yeah. one, you, do you know how many people we, we, I've, we've met that are looking for solutions, looking for answers that are like, yeah, I've been working out for four years in a row now. No, because the people that have been working out for four years in a row now have a solution. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. And the cool thing is at Coastal, like, we have a lot of clients who have been, who have been with us working for, out for four, four years. years. Guess what? They're not looking at other things because it's like they're being consistent. Yeah, they got it handled. Good things happened, right? Now, now all of a sudden, yeah, like whether you, the intensity of, you know, Donkey Kong throwdown doesn't matter as much because maybe in the beginning that they thought that's what they wanted and they weren't getting it, but they trusted the process. And then they look back and they're like, oh man, it's been five years and I lost 35 pounds and I've kept it off. And I feel great. And I feel great. And this is part of my life and I don't stress over this. Yeah. And my general happiness level is, you know. At a, at a good place so 
that's that's what it comes down to you know and a lot of times when people chase you know they'll have moments of like this peak intensity and then a little something happens and they fall off or then they're like well i'm gonna go try something else you start chasing these these um that peak moment Mm -hmm. the excitement and then but then you're never it's always everything's always gonna eventually start to wear out the excitement, right? Yeah, the so excitement the, so always wears off. Instead of being able to stick with something, it's like I got to find something, the next thing, the new thing, the next thing, the new thing, the next thing, the new thing. Yep. And that becomes this like self-fulfilling prophecy. And then the reality is um, you're not happy because you're always looking for what's next. Yeah. And like chasing the excitement is just a good way to never really succeed. You know, like, like I said, like we take the brushing your teeth approach, like it's just what you do. And some days you don't even want to do it, but you do it right. Like there's nights where you go, you're about to go to bed and you're like, I just want to climb on my bed and not brush my teeth, but you brush your freaking teeth. Yeah. Cause and you takes, always feel good when you're done. Yeah. And you're like, I'm glad I did that because I would wake up feeling gross in the morning. Same thing with exercise. You just do it because you know it's going to benefit you long term, Right. And it's just something that you do to, to help yourself. You know, and if you relied on excitement for every single thing that helps you, like you'd be in a really rough place, right? What if you weren't excited to eat every time you eat? You know, like you'd be in a rough place, man. Yeah. So don't chase the excitement. Just mm-hmm. do it because. And then you'll get, again, just, yeah, think about walking. Walking is not exciting. No. But if you step back and you do it consistently, you're going to have be producing more serotonin, the happy hormone. And you're just going to have good. inflammation. Then you actually start to notice these things that do make you happier. Yeah. And it's not even like a point of excitement. It's just general, like your well-being is better. Like you yeah. took a step up in general. And I think that's way better than one pinpoint of excitement on, you know, a certain day. Yep. So yeah, relish the exercise. We need it. It's part of, you want to separate it from weight loss. Yes. You know, focus on nutrition for that. That's the lever that's going to give you the most, you know, bang for your buck with that. But this also helps you have a more positive outlook for exercise, right? Because if you're tying, I want to lose weight or get, you know, ready for the pool or beach or whatever, beach bod, and, and you're putting all that pressure on exercise, well, yeah, you're going to despise it if maybe that doesn't happen and you don't handle other things. And then it's a stre- and then it becomes stressful. Then you're looking to exercise like something you have to do and, it, and it's bringing stress. And the reality is if you just find a something you, way you can exercise consistently and just let it do its thing, again, which is going to be by balancing those intensity levels, it's, it's almost unbeatable, right? Like we said, it's like a drug in a good way. Yeah. Um, with the happiness it can bring you every day man almost as much as a puppy dog almost yeah almost i think dogs are on their own level and I, i'm going to exercise after this because i gotta i gotta boost some of my boom uh i'm walking happy after hormones this. after i told you seen that goose nah we don't need to talk about the goose man if i gotta deal with it everyone else has to deal with it so i was driving here you're gonna make everybody cry. These ge- geese, flock of geese, goose, gooses. We're walking across the street, and you know, as they do, no one really likes geese, but they respect them. I feel they're like, mean. but this car, freaking, so it's like a seven, eight goose walking across. What the was street. the license plate? I don't know. <laughs> he freaking hits 
a goose. Now, I don't think it was like, like he didn't speed up to like, let me hit this goose and get points. Like he was kind of like, oh, last second, maybe and veered a little and, and hit the goose. So I think he wasn't paying attention. He's probably on his phone. So, yeah, probably on his phone. And then I have to f- watch this goose limp across the street. And, and then his like, the other flock had gotten across and he was just st- struggling, you know, like limping. And then I was sitting there like, I'm going to cry soon. And yeah, I, I, I would thinking, cry. Then I start thinking, he doesn't have Goose Doctor to go to. You know, he can't. He doesn't have Goose Google to see. You know, hey, what what happened? Can I like what happens? Like, do, do the other geese just leave him behind because he holds them up? I don't know. <sighs> Some animals like they, you know, they take care of you, but geese seem pretty mean. Maybe it's like they're mean to everybody else, but they really protect each other. Because yeah. you know, like they always cross the street as a group. Then just made me. Just like people more and yep. Man, well. man, just goose. I don't even like geese. Nah, but I like geese more than a lot of people. So, so the workout, my workout. Now I gotta go get my movement in so I can. You need to be a little happier. Turn this day around. Yeah, you. You need to do something with yourself. Go to Aruba. Oh, <laughs> uh, go to Aruba, see some flamingos that people mistreat. Mm. Come on, man. That made me sad. The flamingos just. People don't give them. They don't give them space, man. Like there's an island for flamingos, and it's dope. Like they're cool, cool animals. And like we went there. Like I wanted a picture with one, but I didn't want to really bother them. Right? It's like it's like when you see a celebrity. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Like I want a picture, but like I don't want to interrupt their day. And so like if I don't know if I've posted any with flamingos, but if you follow me on social media and you've seen pictures, like. It's like almost like middle school dance where you're trying to keep your distance. <laughs> like, I didn't want to impose. Anyways, man, they, you can buy food to feed them, which also made me sad that they're eating essentially like dog food, you know? You had and, pebbles. Oh, my God. It made me sad. I couldn't feed they them. They got where you put a, a quarter in it. It's what it was. Oh, yeah. Man. I know. And what they eat like shrimp and stuff. Yeah, they eat, bro, they eat little shrimps. I'm pretty That's sure. That's why they're pink. That's why they're pink. And, and you know what I noticed, what's though? The, what's in the flamingo food? Nothing. It's probably dog food. You know what I noticed, though? Like, like color wise. They're they, not as bright. They're not as bright. Yeah. But just how people treated them made me pretty sad. Like, just all up in their stuff. Some of them were, like, crazy stressed out, and they were, like, squawking and flapping their wings, and people just needed to get their post for the gram, essentially, you know, hugging a flamingo. It was just... I just wanted to, like, free, like let him go. Like, wh- how do I f- free you from this island? So, yeah, like, but that's like my tangent. A Googled flamingo food. What they eat? Well, so that pebble stuff popped up. Missouri, <laughs> Missouri flamingo complete diet. So for one, what they eat, yeah, is like shrimp and yeah. stuff like that. But then this flamingo food. What's in it? Is there even any shrimp in it? Let's see. Let's see if they'll. They probably won't list what's in it. They better. If I'm feeding my flamingos food, it floats. That it's nutritionally balanced. Is it? Contains vitamin C. That's it. And analysis. Ooh, ingredients. There we go, bro. Hey, is it is uh whole grains the first ingredient? Ground corn. Stop it. Wheat middlings. Whole wheat. Fish meal. Bro. How- how many grains are flamingos eating in the wild? Soybean meal. Oh my god. Soybean oil. 
and then a bunch of you know stuff all, all those wild soybeans and growing then, like, in the water know, and then all these like preservatives yeah and, and um dude it's dog food yeah it's it's even worse though because it's yeah it's dog food like or, you couldn't be farther from what flamingos actually eat it looks like those like those new, the new human dog foods too like those drinks that are like this is all you need and you look at the ingredients and it's like dog food um yeah, and then, a, and then some added vitamins and stuff. Yeah, that's sad, man. It made me sad. Little, corn, wheat. Corn and wheat are the first two types of wheat. That's the first three ingredients. I'm going to go back and slip them some shrimp. Soybean. That's what I should have yeah. done. I should have snaked some shrimp from the restaurant, hooked them up. Sad, man. Like They probably get to eat that kind of stuff in the water. If, but yeah, they find it. But the, um, it's almost like they're force-fed this stuff like all day. Yeah, so, regular, so flamingo, blue, green, and red algae. Insects, crustaceans, mollusks, and small fishes make up the main diet of flamingos. I didn't see any wheat or corn in there. Did that blow your mind? That's what's in dog food, too. And, I like, mean, all of the, our the food. The three most common ingredients. In every food. For in, people. They don't. In, the world, in the world, globally, is wheat, corn, rice. I do like rice. So does my dog. Yeah. But, but like, a majority rice diet yeah exactly that's not you're good. missing a lot <laughs> yeah and i eat a lot of rice <laughs> yeah, same but if i had to choose so stop feeding wild animals mm. shitty food hey you're gonna go down to aruba next time <laughs> with just fro- bags of frozen shrimp, shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> they're like how do these shrimp get in the water yeah. 30 and, pounds and then the flamingo come to you you're not I become to, like the flamingo yeah. master. Yeah, and there's like all hanging on you. Like a, it's like a rap video. Keep one shrimp in my pocket yeah. just to keep them there. So we were watching some nature show, and so have you seen the flamingos when they're like, they're just white. They don't have the pink yet, mm-hmm. the baby ones. Yeah, there were some of those there. Yeah, so because they haven't eaten enough to build it up, scrump to build up the scrumps. Um, as as tank, how do you say it? As tanksethine. What is it? What's I don't it know. Called? You know, you can buy supplemental pills. They're basically the stuff that flamingos eat. That builds up your color and your skin. Salmon. That's why salmon are pink too from eating those algaes and stuff. So you just eat the algae and you start to turn orange? So it actually is supposed to help prevent sunburn. Is it an antioxidant? I believe so. Here it is. Man, I don't know how to say this word. You want to give it to me? Try it. Don't they have a thing where it tells you how to say it? <laughs> oh, that's a weird one. Astaxanthin. Astaxanthin. <laughs> okay, that was harder than I thought it was going to be. A-S-T-A-X-A-N-T-H-I-N. It's a reddish pigment. Reddish. It's a group of keratinoids. They get, it's naturally occurring in algae, and obviously fish that eat the algae, that's where they get their pink color. Like salmon, shrimp, other seafood, scrump, flamingos. But yeah, and then actually you can get it in a pill form. What if I start slipping that to them? <laughs> and you come back and they're just like hot pink, super you know, bright, like Barbie, yeah, like a Barbie car. That's what I want. Yeah, I just want to help them. You just slip it in their little pep, in that little kibble. Come on, man. I'll do it. Corn. You know that flamingo? They're just like this. Nah. Man. Like they're eating it, but like. Yeah. That made me sad. So, yeah. 
The trip was great, though, but that made me sad. Yeah. Maybe that's what that goose needs. Some shrimp. <laughs> Go over there with a little, yeah. like a little napkin full of shrimp. Yeah, it just helps him forget about his leg. Maybe to help him heal his leg. Mm. Maybe, you know, they weren't so ornery. That's I mean, thing. that's the thing. Like, you reap what you sow, man. Hey, that's a word. What do you think ornery even, what does that look like? How do you spell ornery? It's like Connery, but with no C. Sean Henry. I can't. Nah, man. How do you spell it? Henry. Is it ornery? Ornery. But people from the South say ornery. Bad temper. Because we can't pronounce it. Yeah. O R N E R Y. Yeah. Look, they even have this has the thing I was looking for. That tells you? Ornery. Ornery. What's that voice you got there? Ornery. 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 That's what Google says. Ornery. O-R-N-E-R-Y. Ornery. Yeah, see, that's a word that would mess you up. If you're, we got a lot of dumb words. It, like, how do you say it? Look, there's even a learn to pronounce button. That's for you. Man, Google's really, really stepping it up. All right. Exercise. We all Exercise because it's good for you. It makes you happy. Not because you have a bunch of weight to lose or you need to punish yourself. Honorary. Honorary. I'm going to make me a real honorary if you keep punishing yourself. Uh, all right. Episode 90. In the books. See you guys. See ya. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.